0: And
1: Music United. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of This Club is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and on this week's show we'll be bringing you build-up and reaction to FC United's league match with Morp of Town from Saturday. But before that, it's to Tuesday night at the Tameside Stadium as FC United took on Curzon Ashton in the Frank Hannah Manchester Premier Cup. To hear how the night went on, let's hand over to the FC Live team.
2: Well, good evening everyone and welcome to FC Live brought to you by ConstructiveCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army and welcome back, not just to Greater Manchester it's been a while, but also to the Tameside Stadium not been here in years and joining me here for tonight's broadcast live on North Manchester 106.6 FM and across the world on the good old fashioned fc-radio.co.uk it's a welcome back to the very modern Woodsoe, hello Woodsoe
3: What's a greater Manchester?
2: Is that a joke? Some sort of know. globe-trotting uh-huh. type team these days. Eight hundred and forty-five miles. What I'm who's counting? I'll tell you who's counting. You Stato. Are. Paul. Right. Hello, Paul. Welcome. Good evening. It's a good intro so far. That was good, though. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah, Doesn't,
4: doesn't coming back. Always remind <laughs> you of 2015.
2: It really does. And uh, well, for some people, it was a great night. For me, not so much. Twenty-five minutes arguing behind the scenes to try and keep the power on so we could all listen to FC United picking up the trophy that night in that victory over Stourbridge but we've been here since Paul haven't we
4: yeah even behind closed doors behind closed doors
2: yes we were here for the the Covid season when we played and defeated Curzon Ashton we did Uh, but the last time we played Curzon Ashton in a competitive game we got beat
4: last season yeah um, the FA Cup (laughs) meeting which we made a bit of a mess of really We, we gifted them a couple of goals I think on the day
2: now I'll come back to this game tonight in the Manchester Premier Cup but what's so Hello. We've not spoke on the radio since that victory over of Town we on Saturday. Yeah. Um, a brilliant afternoon, that wasn't it?
3: It was good. First half, like we said, at half time was excellent. And then we, second half, it's tough in a game like that. The game's pretty much over. And so you. It's like it's like very similar to last Tuesday night. You expect the home team to just go for it and try. Well, Neil said they yeah. had more attacking in the second half. But well, Neil I said they put a glove on us, did they? Neil said in
2: his post-match interview that he was more happy with the second half performance. Yeah, so. because and it goes back to what we've said numerous times. Like workshop, the workshop game was the same. We've got this habit this season when we've won of just sitting on leads, which isn't normal for F.C. teams.
4: No, we're normally quite wide open now. not yeah. we, we, we kind of trade a bit, but. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the signs have been better in recent times. I mean, the the Workington game, we conceded a couple of goals, but um, overall in the last few games, we've started shedding less.
2: Yes, and we've started scoring more. Uh, Mm. And so how much of that is to do with Jake Charles and his I think so.
3: I think it's quite a lot. I think we we said it, we mentioned it at half-time, I think, on Saturday, that uh, he's offering something different. He, he's moving defenders around and he's uh, offering a, an aerial presence as his goal on Saturday score was a, a great little had header. Good crossing from Showing Donahue. Well. It was, yeah. It was a lovely step over from Donahue on and, and the cross right, on, right into his forehead. Um, I think he's making a big difference. Oh, of course, he's not playing tonight. Yes. He's, he's, he's having a rest tonight. So, Ballardo's back in. So, we'll have to see how, how tonight it's a big will it change the way we've play, been playing with Jake
2: Charles coming in Woodsell mm. um, it's a big night this for, for Nick Bellardo isn't yes, it Because I think so you know Max Kane y- y- you can see Max Kane has adapted he's, well we said it on, on Saturday he's playing we? a different role he's isn't playing he? a different role and he's, he's not afraid to play that role properly he's not like a makeshift winger he's playing it like, no, he's a, wide like for, a, a wide forward yeah, but uh, he, but this is a big night for Nick Bellardo, isn't it it is
3: I mean Max Kane's played great in the last three games in that, in that right on side position but yeah, Nick's—he's going from Stockport, obviously he's on loan, and it's not really properly got going for him. Tonight is a good opportunity, of course. He's, I mean, you're going to come to the team in a minute, but you've already done your research. But actually, Kirsten put quite a strong side out. So if he was thinking, well, actually, I might get a game, stand, you know, up against their second-string defence and get a couple of goals," I don't think he's going to mean. In look on that score. Are you surprised, Paul, by Curzon's
2: team tonight? Because there's eight starters who started in the three-one victory against Boston at the weekend, and Curzon, uh-huh. they're in the playoffs at the moment in the National League North.
4: I am considering they've got an FA Cup tie against Tamworth coming up, who were league leaders. Yeah, and I'd have thought they'd be nursing one or two, but but no. <laughs> Unless they're going to look for a quick 3 0 lead and then start throwing subs on. Uh, well, well, I was, was going really to say some that, of the subs yeah.
2: are actually, actually started on on Saturday. Well, I mean, Craig Mann no. and uh, Alex Kenyon were both well, the starting. Mann too. can't
4: resist putting himself on the bench because he scored against us. I reckon it's four times.
2: Now you—you you great start on Twitter before. He, the first time he scored against us was actually in 2010 for <laughs>
4: Beresko. yeah, he scored the winner at Bursko in a horrible game. Was that All the that away game? Yeah, the oh, away game. Oh, remember
2: but that was a nightmare. Was it freezing?
4: No, it was a Saturday afternoon. It was a shocker. Oh. No, the I only think, good thing about that day was a pub nearby.
2: I think me and you were remembering a different first game, which was horrendous. It was a midweek game. And it was it was a, there was a midweek game. It was a Saturday game
4: that was terrible. But because we'd had such a bad season. Yes. It started throwing other players in just for uh, game time. Yes. So so, yeah, but remember.
2: Craig Mann, uh a player we played against numerous times, yeah, not since, yeah. um, not only just that first game, but numerous times since. And he's now... The interim manager, yeah. player manager, mm. uh, Adam latland has gone off to King's Lynn.
4: Yeah, strange decision. That though, was I a think, weird one, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. It's like a sideways move, isn't it?
3: Well, it's, it's quite a long long, long a long downwards move. <laughs> Beautiful part of the world, though, isn't it?
2: But, um, yeah, it's a strong curs in Ashton team. Uh, FC United, there's there's some starters from Saturday's win against Moorporeth. Pat Boyce uh, starts tonight. Luke Griffiths, Charlie Oliver, Jan Palinkas... Uh, Charlie Munro and Keane Baru, uh, all starters and there's not much wriggle room Neil's actually got is there to make too many changes I think
4: it was inevitable he was going to throw players in who've not played much lately or not had many minutes so that explains some of the selections it's interesting he's going with Gabby on the left back although he's he's done okay
2: well apparently because we asked this Wood uh, because he, he knew Deck McLaughlin had played full-back for, for Bootle so it wasn't that much of a, a leap mm-hmm. for him but Gabidon has played full-back for West Edson-Cholme did he
3: come on late on, on Saturday and play yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, by, which guy guy is my question yeah. and,
2: and Guy Hall obviously came off injured so fingers crossed he, he's fine for, for more back Absolutely, in the league on yeah. Saturday yeah. but if he's not we might need cover it's a good run out for Dante Gabidon in a unfamiliar position or maybe familiar position and the other player Woodsell who we mentioned it, Ballardo, big game Tonight, Elliot Morris as well, because of Max Kane out on the right hand side, and because Jake Charles going through the middle, that has given competition to the likes of Jay Fitzmartin, who's unavailable tonight, and the likes of Elliot Morris on the wings as well. And you know, Elliot Morris played well in pre-season. He's he scored against Marine. He's you know he's scored this season already. It's, it's just
3: not quite spark for him yet.
2: It's a big it's a big night for him as well. Is, it? Yeah,
3: absolutely. He's probably fallen for the uh, foul of me, of me sponsoring him. <laughs> Every player all sponsored either left, retired, or got injured. So maybe you should so announce far. the
4: player at the end of the season.
3: Well, yeah, I should, I should do that. Yeah, just keep just keep it on the QT and then uh, say at the end. So maybe you know he's not fired up because of that. Um, yeah, he needs he needs a, he needs a performance, and you know, Manchester Cup tonight. Yes, Curzon have got a, a strong team out but how much in their minds have they got the FA Cup on the mind? So he might have a good chance at will put it as a player who maybe isn't quite on it fingers crossed for him you know we know he can play football He, he needs to start showing it you can pick a strong side for a game like this
4: but you've got to convince the players that it's important as well exactly
2: and that's the key isn't it now uh, both teams are now out onto the pitch. Should say the pitch is looking fantastic, well watered though. Very wet. Yes, yes I, I think it took on more water pre-match sprinkle-wise than to took on the whole of that Saturday afternoon last week. <laughs> um, they didn't. They didn't have water it.
3: It was yeah. The sprinkles were very strong before the game. Yeah. And
2: um, just to let everyone know that this is the preliminary round of the Manchester Premier Cup tonight. Curzon Ashton hosting FC United of Manchester. There's only one other preliminary round match that takes place next. Week, and it's a bit of a localish game, uh, a bit of a derby. Stirling with Celtic taking on Mosley. Everyone else in this competition have received first round buys through to the to the next round of the competition. Those teams are Abbey Hay, Ashton United, Avro, Berry, Chatterton, Drolsdon, Glossop North End, Hyde United, Earlham, Main Road, Radcliffe, Trafford, West Isbridge, Charlton, and Withinshaw
3: Town. And are you going to tell the dear listener who we've got in the next round? Should we prevail?
2: We've got Charleston in the next round. Is it home
3: or away? It's home. It's, home it's home, home. Isn't it? Yeah. But uh, FC United
2: about to get this game underway. What's way you expected tonight?
3: I'm, I'm looking for FC to put another performance in. Because like I said, there's one or two players, Ballardo that we've mentioned and Morris, who haven't been playing regularly recently. They're going to want to put a marker down. So. And Pavel Zuck, who's done well at right back, it turns out he's got a bit of competition from Declan McLaughlin in the last couple of games. So yeah, he'll, he'll want to put a performance in. So...
2: Well, we're off and running here at the Teamside Stadium. FC United taking on Curzon Ashton here in the preliminary round of the Frank Hanna-Manchester Premier Cup. And it's with the corner. And it comes to Peru on the edge of the box. It's into the six-yard box and eventually cleared by Curzon. And is this the inevitable counter-attack that was looking threatening from that corner being taken? It's looking likely. It's played in here. It's with Allen. Allen's through on goal. Saved well by boys. That was a risky defensive manoeuvre that from SC United and it nearly came back to bite us there Elliot Morris now could charge towards Curse's penalty area, is it going to open up for him oh well, he's still got the ball here's Ennis now, Ennis from the right hand side goes for goal, towards the back post area and there was Bellardo trying to get in on it here's Munro to Oliver, Oliver finds Griffiths Griffiths can turn and bring the ball towards the halfway line, plays it outside of his boot to Zuck on the right hand side, Zuck now moving forward, infield, Zuck Finds a ball there to Morris. Flag stays down. Morris! Oh, oh it the hits ball. the post. Good effort from Elliot Morris. Down the line it goes. Oh, he's and in. that ball—he's going to find Spencer. Spencer is one-on-one with the goalkeeper. It hits the inside of the post, and there was Oliver to pick up possession. Yards from goal, it's played back into the box. We're not done yet. Buru and now cleared by Gabidon. That's remarkable. Oliver didn't have much room there to manoeuvre, and he managed to get the ball out. Well, I think he thought it had got in. I think we all did. Well, both teams have now hit the woodwork in the second half. Uh, it's a corner ball. I think that might be a bit generous. gabidon was I pushed was fouled yeah, yeah, I
3: thought so. Yeah.
2: Again, all the red shirts back in there on penalty area for this corner towards the back post, <laughs> and that is a good header, a really good header, a good ball in, and well, not much you can say about that one, is the Paul really?
4: No, I've been th- they've been threatening that because they've got the aerial power.
2: Kane moving in field finds Baru, Baru edge of the penalty, it opens up for Beru oh, okay. oh, what a save by the goalkeeper great effort from Keane Baru, and a good save from Cameron Mason, Gabidon chips the ball forward towards Kane oh and I think Kane might capitalise on the mistake at the back, here's Kane they've got themselves an equaliser the substitute scoring and Curzon now, it just wouldn't fall for the defenders no in a nice way and Max Kane thought oh I'll get involved in this got the ball finished it into the bottom corner and it's one apiece
4: well he made um, it for himself by pressuring the, yes, the defence yes
2: absolutely It is Munro Munro down the right hand side for Charles Charles there to Ennis good pass Ennis now moving forward down the right hand side Ennis plays it infield to Charles Charles goes to goal oh what, oh, what a save from Cameron Mason well FC United have created some opportunities in the last 10 minutes
4: this game is far from over.
2: Breaks for Story. Story now moving infield. Story still with the ball. Heading out to the left-hand side. No. Goes for the shot. Takes the deflection. <laughs> Hits the post. And that is a remarkable <laughs> let-off for SC United. I don't know how that stayed out. I honestly don't know how that stayed out. Boys has left it. He's going for the tram. He's miles away from that. He's taken a wicked deflection. It bounced, hit the post and stayed out. We've got oh, le- down the line, here's Charles. Charles is
3: onside. Byline, crosses the ball in. Oh, it and there's Kane. No, the, the line. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Made from one end to the other. <laughs> this game's gone from being near to the World Cup final.
2: Max Kane, uh, very unlucky. Well, we're about to have a penalty shootout after all that excitement, there, listener. Um, it looks like it's going to be the car park end, so the end to our right, and
4: uh, and the captain is going to start the proceedings. Yeah,
2: Charlie Innes is going over, um, and penalty number one slips, goes straight at the goalkeeper, saved.
4: Not the start we wanted.
2: Spencer, the first penalty for Curzon Pat Boys in the FC United goal. Look at everyone now the, moving it? round to behind the goal. <laughs> it, on the it's terrace a better side. view from the side it, it is, but anyway It's going to be Spencer to take penalty number one For Curzon Ashton So the goalkeeper's left Pat Pois did guess the right way But he wasn't going to save that one Right into the corner 1-0 Griffiths now with this
4: penalty Bit more pressure on this one now
2: Yes, absolutely Well FC United A goal down after the first round of penalties An important penalty For Luke Griffiths Griffiths takes his time Starts his run on the edge of the penalty area.
3: Slots it to the goalkeeper's
2: left. The goalkeeper went right. One apiece. But Curzon with the opportunity now to go 2-1 up. It's going to be Jordan Richards to take this. Referee blows his whistle. Richards steps up, puts it to the goalkeeper's left. And once again, the goalkeeper goes right. 2-1. After two rounds of penalties, Curzon still with the advantage. Deck McLaughlin with this penalty for FC United. Goalkeeper saves it. This time the goalkeeper guessed the right way. He went to the right. And McLaughlin there. Unlucky. 2-1. And advantage now in a big way to Curzon. Going to be Stefan Mols to take this third penalty now
4: this to go 3-1 up
2: oh. <laughs> good penalty and now the pressure is on Jake Charles try and keep this tie alive 3-1 yeah. the score now in this penalty shootout Cameron Mason with an opportunity here to win the tie for Curzon Ashton Jake Charles to keep the tie alive Charles good penalty 3-2 now it goes To William Hayhurst, the left-back to put it out of reach for FC United. Hayhurst on his left foot. Puts it to the goalkeeper's left, and that is the tie. Curzon Ashton progressed through, winning 4-2 on penalties here at the Thameside Stadium. It finished one all after 90 minutes. Uh, A good goal from FC United's Mats Kane getting the equaliser but Curzon Ashton progressed through to the next round in the Manchester Premier
3: Cup Woodsoe your thoughts yeah I mean in the end it was a decent half second half you could, uh, you could argue neither team deserved to go through neither team deserved to lose it's uh, you know both had chances if they would taken the chances he wouldn't have gone to penalties Paul sit at both ends kicked off the line at both ends it just comes down to who's got the uh nerve to win the penalties and, and put all those away, good penalties so yeah, they go through and uh, some, we can concentrate on the trophy in the league. Yeah, absolutely uh, Paul, your, your thoughts because tonight
2: Neil's given the fringe players some of the fringe players time on the
4: pitch. It's been an encouraging performance against the side from the National League North and we've stood up to them
2: yes. for the whole game. Because just a reminder, there was eight players started tonight who started in that 3-1 win over Boston on Saturday in the National League North. It's a good team that Craig
4: Mann's put out tonight. and He's done us uh, the honour yes. of putting a good side out. He's taken it seriously to win. He obviously wanted to win this and he knew if he put a patchwork team out, they would have lost it.
1: FC live there from Tuesday night. Well, it was back to league action for the Reds on Saturday afternoon as FC United hosted Morpeth Town at Broadhurst Park. And before kick-off, Ben caught up with manager Neil Reynolds.
2: A big thank you for joining us pre-match. Uh, just as you came up the stairs, then the heavens have opened. So welcome back to yeah. Broadhurst Park. Uh-
0: <laughs> Sun's shining on the way now. It's but to be fair, you know, uh, I think the pictures just needs this. I think it's, it looks tremendous. Uh, just needs a bit more tip on it, so I'm happy that the rain's going to come down and look at the forecast. It stops before kick-off, so I think it'll just make the pitch nice and slick for our, you know, for our style of play.
2: Good stuff. Now, how was training on Thursday after uh, the Curzon Ashton match on Tuesday? Good.
0: We had a recovery session away from the ground, uh, stretching, swimming, uh, sauna, you know, steam. So we did all that. It was good. Uh, we had a little bit of illness. On the Tuesday night, so we didn't want to be around the dressing room environment. We thought just just spread it out. So Keane's unavailable today. Uh, Dante and Pav weren't feeling too good, but testing negative, so which is fine. Uh, so we are. But listen, there's a there's a bounce around the lads, and I listened to Charlie Oliver's interview with Tim uh, on the way across today, and he said that. You know, as a team, we're just beginning to gel now, and, and you can see that, you know, on and off the pitch. Still happy with the rain?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah,
0: I am. So, um, obviously, the
2: mood in the camp after Tuesday night is good. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it in your post-match, three games unbeaten on the road. I, I think that's a fair shout out after the Curzon <clears throat> performance.
0: Back here at home, though, so... I mean, Jake Charles uh, doesn't know what the place looks like. You know, <laughs> he's, he's turned up today, the first time he's here, so... Uh, you know, apart from training, he's not stepped foot on the grass. So it'd be nice for Jake to, to make his home debut after doing nearly a thousand miles, you know, on the road. But but listen, it, it is, you know, winning breeds confidence. Good performances breed confidence. No one likes losing games of football. We've, we've been serving down the barrel this season, you know, after, you know, heavy defeats and after playing well and not getting things at Rylands and Workington. But signs of a good side that they, they go and bounce back. And the performances against, you know, Mask... Uh, against Morpeth and against Kers on Tuesday night are, are just testament to the lads because the lads don't know when they're beaten and they're a good side. We've said that all season, so hopefully it just continues.
2: Now, uh, obviously we played... Oh, stop! stopped. That's good. <laughs> Sun's coming out. Perfect. <laughs> proper proper Workington-style yeah, yeah. sprinklers there. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously we played Morpeth last week in the FA Trophy. What can we take from that game? I mean, it's tricky, in it, playing the same side twice so soon after yeah, you no, beat
0: them? No-one likes it. You know, No-one likes it. It's hard. You know, they they... It wouldn't surprise me if they change slightly uh, to nullify our attacking threat. I think if Jack Foley plays today, you know, he come off from the bench when he was struggling with a knee injury. If Foley plays, they're a, they're a different side. Uh, so they'll come here. Listen, they'll come here with nothing to lose because they, they've got beat last week. So the manager's not going to say, let's go and repeat last week. He's going to say, let's go and give it a goal this week and let's not concede. We've conceded eight in our last two games at Ashton and against FC. We, we can't be that open. So I expect to really... Uh, a really tough game as I look over at the rainbow now. So, uh you know, I expect a really tough game. Uh And, and I don't even, last week's done for me. You know, we've we won, we're through the trophy. we will play Radcliffe, now it's a league and we want three points. And
2: with three points, potentially, we could find ourselves, because some teams in the FA Cup today, we could um, find ourselves fifth. on level points with the teams in the yeah, in the playoffs.
0: I mean, someone just said, that no, you could go fifth if you want, but it's a long season. You know, if we win today, great. And we follow it up with an away trip to Baysford, you know, next week, but... It's important that we just keep playing well. It's important that our style of football doesn't change, and, and with that, goals will come. And you can you've seen that in the last few games. Opportunities will come, but we, you know the lads are the lads are confident. The lads can't wait to get out. You know, there's, as a manager, I've got to pick the side. You know, and I've got to take training, come cross the line at three o'clock. It's, it's up to them. And when you're playing on top of your game like some of them lads are doing, in particular, Jake Charles and Maxie Kane and you know Charlie Oliver, etc you just can't wait to play football it's hard when you're getting beat and you've got to roll it out you're trying to turn the corner I think we have turned the corner but you know what are we October the 14th today still yeah. unbeaten at home in the league so you know we would have taken out the start of the season
2: uh, you mentioned Jake Charles obviously he's been playing really well not not played here yet though speaking of Jake Charles and the squad more generally mm. you mentioned Keen What Beru how are we shaping up today?
0: I mean, we made five changes in midweek. Uh, Jake, Jake was one of the changes that, that sat down, you know, just needed a rest. He was a little bit tight at Morpeth, but he's been brilliant, you know, and, and he comes back into the side today and the side doesn't need changing massively from last week. Keane Baru drops out, and Elliot Morris will come in. I thought we, you could have played Dante, but I thought we got a little bit of joy on the left-hand side where Keane came into the pocket, guy got on the overlap and I think playing that right footer on the left-hand side might enable that to happen again. But I think, I think Elliot needs it. I think he sat down four or five games Started the season, playing every single game. Like any player at any level of football, will have a little dip. Uh, he's had a dip. I thought he did great on Tuesday night. He comes back in. He gives us that pace, that energy. Hopefully, he can he can go and put on a really good performance. But got Jay Fitz back in the squad today. Got Keen Baru out. You know we've got options in the wide area. We've got Dante back. So you know whoever we have in the wide areas are quick. They're electric. They're are good on the ball. You've got Jake, who's a man in form. You've got Max, who's a man in form. But then more than that, you've got goals in behind him. I think someone said we scored 12 or 13 different goal scorers. Luke Griffiths is his joint top goal scorer with four, Max Kane. So, you know, you take it and I think goals just come from all over the park. So, you know, for people who don't know the team, it will be patting nets. It will be the back for a deck at right back. Charlie and Yam and Guy at left back. Uh, we'll go with the midfield trio of Donners, Luke Griffiths who captain the side and uh, Charlie Munro and then a the top three of Max Kane, Elliot Morris and uh, Jake Charles down the middle.
1: FC United manager Neil Reynolds there. To hear now if FC United could take the three points against Morpeth Town on Saturday, let's hand over to Ben and Paul in the main stand.
2: Welcome back, Paul. How are you? Good afternoon. So, Paul, big thank you for for joining us. Um, What's your thoughts on the starting selection from FC United today? Obviously, Keane Baru, we heard there, a bit under the weather. Uh, Curtis Jones coming back from injury. He's decided, obviously, Elliot Morris will play left side, but uh, Max Kane and Jake Charles straight
4: back into the the starting eleven. I think the players like McLaughlin, for instance, playing right back in the current side, are hard to shift. So the players that have been selected are pretty much what you'd expect, with the exception maybe of Morris, who's, who's come in for Baru. Obviously, Donahue was in Cotton Wool in midweek. Yes. So he was ready for today. Curtis Jones, well, we've seen Palinkas and Oliver strike up a very good partnership, so hard to shift that. Um, well, Jan Palinkas was our man of the match in the FA Trophy game.
2: Last week, uh, away at Morpeth, Charlie Oliver was man of the match. against guess Curzon Ashton midweek. Um, Curtis Jones still coming back from injury. I mean, we have to say, Curtis Jones, his last man of the match was
4: only one Rowlands Rylands away. All three of them are, are going at it, aren't they, to yeah. try and get into this team. So you can see very much that the strength and depth in the squad has, has, has paid off. In that he's, he's, he's still got, like, Martin has come back into the squad today, having been out for a while. Uh, but you can only make the bench. Of course, Charlie Ennis, the team captain, is back on the bench having played in midweek. What do
2: you make of uh, Jake Charles? Uh, that He's making his home debut today. He'll be looking forward to this.
4: Well, it's noticeable, isn't it? When we played at Morpeth a week ago, for the first hour, uh, we were fairly dominant in the game and created lots of chances. And it's not just the way he leads the line. It's just he's got a presence, is not he? He makes things happen, and he draws defenders away. He's very clever. I mean, like I've already said, he's a bit of a Sheringham-type player, I think. He's intelligent. He knows what he's doing. And he makes chances for other players as well as himself. So, you know, he's a very key man, and let's hope we can extend the loan if we get the opportunity.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's three games unbeaten on the road. Uh, Mask, Marpuff. Curzon, what did you make of the Curzon performance now you've had time to, to think about it
4: I thought we went toe to toe with them and played very well um, and we were a bit unlucky not to win it, we had some close shaves in the second half where we could have nicked the winner but uh, of course the penalty shoot that's always a lottery And uh, but and I thought it was very encouraging that we could go to a, a National League North side and, and match them player for player almost Now obviously we played more of town last week,
2: it is a bit of a, a disadvantage isn't it having already played them but we have to say, looking at the team sheet, comparing it to last week, no Chris Reid, no Jeff Henderson. That's,
4: that's big, isn't it? They're stricken with suspension and injury, but they've got Foley playing from the start, and he's a danger man. I think he's a man that makes them work, and uh, we've got to watch him very carefully. But it's like Andrew Johnson, who's been a prolific goal scorer, is now on the bench. Their away form is, is poor and that that of course means they'll go and win today. It's the way it happens. Their record against FC is poor, five defeats in six. It's very difficult for them this afternoon with players missing, key players. And I think the general consensus is is they might go a bit defensive this afternoon. I mean looking
2: at the league table, Morper three points behind FC United with a game in hand. Mm. So this and, is and because as their
4: home form has, has propped them up.
2: But as we showed a couple of Tuesdays ago at Mask form is there to be broken isn't it Paul at the end of the day
4: yeah I mean I I thought the game at Morpeth we picked holes in their back four and I expect us to do that again this afternoon if we play the right way but I I wouldn't be surprised if they play a sweeper or some other kind of defensive stopper to try and stem the tide because um, they conceded four goals rather quickly last week and I'm sure they don't want to do that again
2: just some more matters arising um, a stat which might have been
4: missed Tuesday night was the 900th competitive game for FC United. Yeah, it's quite remarkable 900 games, isn't it? And we've won 51% and lost 30%, which means 19 percent were drawn. That's a, that's a fair record, I would say, over 900 games. We're doing alright. Yeah, we're doing quite well. We're doing alright. What are you expecting this afternoon from FC United, Paul? Because
2: they have been playing really well.
4: I think the difference between the early season form and the current season form is the fact that when we when we get the turnover in our own half or in anywhere in the central areas we're breaking at pace and that's what frightened Morpeth last week and it frightened Curzon as well for a while we break so quickly and with numbers now we weren't doing that quite the same in the early stages of the season I think today they'll try and bottle us up and try and stop that kind of quick, quick transition that we're so good at at the moment And then it comes back to what we said earlier about Jake Charles. He seems to be the man
2: who draws the attention of defenders, makes the movement, and I don't think it's any accident. You know, Beru scored last week, Donahue scored,
4: Griffith scored. They're all taking advantage of the space that's been created for them. I think what's been shown is is that Charles holds the ball up very well. He brings other players in, and when the ball's played into the box where Charles is or other players... What the manager has managed to convince other players to do is make runs into spaces. And in, invariably, the ball will go to a red shirt if you get enough red shirts in the box. And that's the key to it. Instead of firing in a cross for one man or two men, we're suddenly getting three or four in, and it's paying dividends.
2: And with the FA Cup happening this afternoon, there is an opportunity to go up to... Um, we can technically go up to fifth, but uh, with a goal difference, that's not likely. But there is an opportunity to get right... Back up amongst the playoff contenders, which would be
4: pretty good for our 12th game. There's only four sides above us playing today in the league. That's an interesting stat because it means three points today could be very, very valuable in terms of the league table tonight. It will look a lot different. Well,
2: we're about to get this game underway here. Jake Charles standing over the ball, Luke Griffiths also in the centre circle, SC United attacking the SMRE in the first half, having lost the coin toss. Morp Town wearing their blue away kit. FC United wearing their traditional home kit of red, white and black. And we're off and running here at Broadhurst Park. Appeals for handball there against the Morp Player, but uh, play continues and it continues with Matt Kane on the right-hand side, crosses this ball in, but charged down there by Turner. And, uh, well, an early corner, pole. Not even had 20 seconds yet.
4: It bounced off the... Uh the corner post very kindly for us
2: well corner ball to United very early on in this contest Luke Griffiths walking over to take this corner from the corner of the main stand and the SMRE decent crowd here this afternoon for this Northern Premier League encounter nearly everyone in the six yard box for this corner Luke Griffiths on his right foot going to be an outswinger and it comes from the right hand side who's going to get to it, there's Palinkas and Palinkas scores well this is a great start to this game, we've not even played a minute here at Broadhurst Park, a corner in from the right, there was Jan Palinkas. he
4: had time to control it and then he smashed it into the bottom corner FC United 1-0 up Paul, what a start Well I was wondering without Jeff Henderson at the back, who's their linchpin the big man, how they were going to cope today and uh, that corner sailed right across to the far post, and Palinkas, unchallenged, was able to control it and fire it in. And Orpahs do look at sixes and sevens already. Throwing down the line, header
2: one there by Monroe. Donahue, McLaughlin, cleared. Palinkas covering, back it goes to Boys. Pat Boys in the FC Night goal. Hodgson. Trying to press and that's a loose pass there and lack of concentration from FC United and a shot comes in from Vinny Steels, and that was a big mistake at the back there just a loose pass from Charlie Oliver capitalised upon by Vinny Steels, and FC United have let them up back into this game, nine minutes played Well you can't legislate for individual mistakes like that Throw in, take him Miller gets the ball back on this near touchline Plays it down the line to Steele, Steele to the corner of FC United's penalty area, Hodgson, back to Steele but uh, here comes Max Kane, Max Kane now, good ball to find Hall, Hall bringing the ball over the halfway line now he's pulled back, play continues, here's Morris, Morris now down the left hand side, two blue shirts in front of him, puts on his right foot, leaves it for Donahue. Donahue back to Hall on the left hand side, cross comes in, Morpeth defended that well, they positioned themselves really well in the, the penalty area there good control, along the halfway line again to Oliver, FC United looking for an area to move into here inside Morpheus South, here's Hall, crosses the ball in, headed clear there by Roomwell. it's a good header and Robson could clear it, but uh, only as far as Griffiths, Griffiths square to Munro, Munro get this ball to McLaughlin, McLaughlin makes the run right hand side of the penalty area, Deck McLaughlin crosses the ball in towards the back post area, Donoghue was almost there but it's well cleared, good defending from Robson, the right back here comes Griffiths, Griffiths with this corner ball towards his post, flicked on there by Monroe over the bar, goal kick so corner to FC United, this time from their left hand side Luke Griffiths standing over the ball Morris is coming over for a short one as is Donoghue, they are being accompanied by two more per players Morris and Donoghue and Griffis all around this ball at the moment it's taken short to Morris, back to Griffiths. Griffis crosses it in from the left, what a ball oh just over the bar there from Jake Charles and uh, well that's three corners and three corners we've done well with Paul three different types of corner free kick, McLaughlin to take it two men in the wall McLaughlin Crosses this ball in. Good ball in. Oh, Griffiths just got under it. Six yards out and over the bar. Munro finds Donoghue. Good ball. Donoghue now tries to beat two more players. Keeps the ball. Gets it to McLaughlin. Cross comes in. Surely someone on the red shirt's got to meet that ball. And it beats both of the players there. I think it was Charles and Morris. And he's eventually cleared by Morpeth. Jenkins on his right foot. It's a dangerous position for FC United to defend and it comes towards the back post area Pat Boys goes for it and it's a header one and it's a lead taken by Morpeth, 1-0 down now 2-1 up, 40 minutes on the clock and as soon as that ball goes into the penalty area and Pat Boys commits himself to it, it just needs a flick on and that's that flick on there and that flick on came from Michael Turner. Will Jenkins his last delivery resulted in a goal here it comes, swung in towards the near post and it's a header one and it's now 3-1. And once again, it's Jenkins to Turner. Palinkas chips the ball over the top as the rain starts to come down here in North Manchester. Headed out of play there by Miller. And uh, it's McLaughlin with a throw in midway inside. Moorpivs' half. McLaughlin throws it down the line. Good run here by Donahue. Donahue can he get the better of the Moorpiv defender? He can. He plays the ball back to Griffiths. Griffiths, surely. Great finish. In off the post. And SC United have got
4: themselves a goal back. 55 minutes on the clock and once again Luke Griffiths the scorer well he's leading scorer with five goals now but that was really down to Donahue, I think and his perseverance he was intelligent enough to get himself into the box and then square the ball across and Griffiths lurking as he has done a few times this season to score and 3-2 is a far different game than 3-1 hole under pressure hole
2: to Donahue. Donahue, great pass out to McLaughlin on the right hand side McLaughlin now to Munro, to Kane, Kane right side of the penalty, goes for goal over the bar, goal kick would have been spectacular Jenkins to take this corner from the right hand side this time for Morpeth it's going to be an outswinger in it comes, it's a good ball in head of one, uh, but it's a uh, couldn't get any purchase on that header it sliced out towards the far side and Kane putting the pressure on steals it's played back into SC United's penalty area oh and Papoy spills it and there's Foley and that is going to go into the goal well, another mistake at the back from SC United and well Moorpufe have capitalised and got themselves a fourth goal there Donahue moves in field to Kane Kane turns, Kane finds Griffiths, Griffiths from distance, surely he's going to go for goal, he goes for the lob, oh it hits the bar, who's on the rebound, it's Donoghue, Donoghue, offside, Offside. oh well it was an audacious attempt from Luke Griffiths, but Donoghue was offside there on the follow up, tipped over the bar anyway, ball played by Oliver, out to the right hand side to McLaughlin, McLaughlin infield to Donoghue, Donoghue from the right, crosses this ball in, it's over the head of Oliver, cleared by Robson, Gabidon and Miller there battling away,
4: and good stuff from Gabidon. Didn't concede the foul and got himself a corner out of it. That was a better cross. It was a teaser of a cross, and Charles tried so hard to get on the end of it. Corner
2: taken quickly. Gabidon to Donahue. Donahue from the right hand side cross it to Charles. Charles with an effort on goal, but straight to Lawson. Good hands from the Morpeth goalkeeper. 4 2, the score remains. Throw it taken down the line. Head of one there by Gabidon. And it's back with Morpeth. Oh, and a shot's going to come in here, surely. In it comes down to the goalkeeper's right, and that, as soon as, as soon as Johnson started moving in there uh, along the 18-yard line unchallenged, it just opened up for him, Paul. And it was just like, go and have a shot. And it boys wasn't getting to it. It was well
4: placed. And on
2: 86 minutes, it's
4: 5-2. It was an invitation he didn't want to turn down. And uh, again, you know, we look at all the goals we've conceded today, and there's a common thread, isn't there? basically at the key moments today FC have blinked full time here at Broadhurst Park and
2: after last week's 4-1 win at Morpeth Town in the FA Trophy well Morpeth have come here with revenge in mind and have got that revenge a 5-2 victory here FC United's first league defeat at home and it's actually Morpeth's first away win in the league so records tumbling here but the crux of it is FC United have been beaten this afternoon by five
4: goals to two. Paul, your thoughts? It's almost impossible to win at home if you concede five goals. That's the first thing. And you've got to say this afternoon, FC have been the architects of their own downfall. It's not been good play by Morpeth that has won this game. It's the fact that we've failed in key moments to defend properly. And I'm sure the manager will, will talk about individual errors that you can't legislate for. It's just a, it's a combination of factors today. I don't know whether there was a bit of complacency after the last game at Morpeth. where go, we just we thought we could come out and do the same.
2: You've got the complacency aspect, but you've also got the fact we take the lead after a minute.
4: Yeah, and it's like it's all too easy, this. I think going forward, we were disappointing this afternoon. Too many crosses were mishit or misdirected. We, we wasted a lot of good crossing positions. We didn't capitalise on shooting positions where we could have tested the keeper more Um, it's been a combination of factors the defeat this afternoon but ultimately it's defence and we defended at times like we did at Marine and Radcliffe and you just can't get away with that kind of thing in this division if you can't defend capably you're not going to win there is an angle
2: to it as well Paul where Morpeth last week they didn't have the best of first halves and There was no way on earth they were going to have a first half like they had last week again. They've prepared for today. They know exactly how FC United are going to play.
4: And Woomwell and Turner at the back have kept Jake Charles relatively quiet. To be fair to them, virtually every mistake they made last week was punished. Yes. Now that doesn't happen week in, week out. We know this. I I just feel that there was was too many players in red shirts today who didn't put in the, the kind of level of performance you need to win a game. As today's player of the match. I would give a mention to Griffiths. I think Griffiths has, has he's put in a captain's
2: performance this afternoon. It's been a tricky game for the midfield, I think. I think going forward the big frustration, Paul, apart from the defending, is just that aspect of the crossing. How many crossing opportunities. Woods said this reminds me of the workers game. The workerting game at, at half time we had a goal disallowed we'd hit the post we'd had a penalty shout
4: there wasn't any of that in that first half you can't you can't have injustices from today can you no unlike the work into the game you can't turn around and say well we were cheated out of it or we didn't get the breaks we were beaten fair and square today by a team away from home who who had a poor record and that's what makes it worse really in that we've capsized against the team we really should have beaten again a weakened team
2: well I have to say, I think Turner and Woomwell. You wouldn't know. Reed and Henderson weren't here mm. on the pitch. We've mentioned Griffiths' performance. Where do we go from here, Paul? Because we've got Baseford next week, back on the road again. Some of the players, especially, I'm thinking of um, Pat Boys. Pat Boys is going to need an arm round him after today's game because it's a lonely place being a goalkeeper, especially a goalkeeper who's who's just made a couple of mistakes in that game. I mean, like we said, he's by no means alone in those mistakes, three of the goals in fact, the free kick down here for uh, the flick on, where Pat Boys has gone for the punch and missed it, that's our defender out of position who's committed that foul, so there's many aspects to it, but Pat Boys needs to take what's happened today on the chin and just move on
4: because we haven't got defensive cover in goal, so I would expect he has to play again next week even after what's happened today but yes, he needs a bit of TLC during the week to build him back up. He's a young keeper, we have to remember this. He's a very young keeper, and keepers do make mistakes. Here's a shout for you, Paul, just before you go. Did we miss Baru today? We probably did. I think we also missed Pavel Zuck. There's a shout for you. Well, Paul, big thank you for joining us. We were
2: going to be bringing your women's team live tomorrow, but me and Paul got the day off because. uh, has we've been very good yeah Haslund, Well, yeah, there is that but uh, Haslund and, uh, forfeited the match so FC United progressing through to the next round of the Manchester Challenge Cup uh, so no women's team live tomorrow the next commentary from us is is it Baseford?
4: it will be Baseford.
2: Baseford away next Saturday um, so join us at Greenwich Avenue it'll be me and Paul again and then it's back on Speedio on the Tuesday we're back on Speedio back on North Manchester FM back on FC Radio Afferton Coles back here at Broaders Park a game which will see the return of James Quinn. The Quinnmeister. The Quinnmeister. And I can have a little break. Mm. Not a full break. I'm still here. like, But you get that. You've had enough of my voice, to be fair. Neil Reynolds is now making his way up the steps to join us here. Thank you, Neil, for, for joining us after that one. Um, we'll get to the ins and outs of it. But yeah. is the crux of it, really. It's difficult to beat a team twice in a week. More yeah. be- came here today and the two centre-backs they kept Jake Charles at bay our crossing wasn't the best and ultimately what it came down to was some defensive errors and that's that's what's cost us yeah is that it? is that the interview?
0: (laughs) yeah listen Ben I've got no doubt i've got the best goalkeeper in the league i've got a goalkeeper that is going to go and play professional football i've got no doubt but it's important that we don't alienate and hand yes. people out to dry you know the kids had an off day so what he's been brilliant he's been exceptional fans love him we love him it's a horrible place to be a goalkeeper you know when things go wrong and, and that's all that's happened i've just said to him that nothing else apart from a couple of mistakes and a game of football that we've lost has happened here today and you know, we probably, you know, have just spoke to Hersey on the way up. We've played well enough to win the game, but we haven't. And unfortunately, you know, that Magic 5 hit us again today. And and, it, and it's sad because we didn't deserve that. We didn't deserve it.
2: Was there an element of, obviously, there's bound to be an mm. element of, not complacency is the right phrase, but getting towards that, when you've won 4-1 the last week, you score within a minute. Mm. That pass at the yeah. back there struck me as this is this is a cakewalk. Yeah. And... and Suddenly, after that pass, it wasn't anymore.
0: And you, you know, Charlie Oliver gets the man of the match on Tuesday night. We tried to play out from the back. It's probably not on. He, he under it's a back pass. They go and score. It's one all. We then, you know, Deck loses his foot and gives away a free kick. It's two one. And then we we let the guy go across the front post and it's three one. But then we we say at half-time, can we get the next goal? And we got the next goal. And then I'm I'm just thinking we're going to win the game. And then poor Pat, you know, he makes a, he makes a mistake and it goes four two and then he makes another one and he goes 5-2 but you know, credit to the lads, they didn't stop going you know, if you were here today, you've seen that they've tried to keep rotating, to keep getting forward I'd like to know how many shots we've had you know, I think we've had, I don't know how many shots we've had but I'd you know, I'd be interested he's uh, one of them, there's nothing that can stand here, the last 10 days have been exceptional for the football club, you know three unbeaten, but we will come back to Broadhurst Park and, and unfortunately we will come back down to earth with a with a bang, but yeah, I just keep saying it doesn't make us a bad team We're a good team
2: hey, last week um, we pretty much scored every shot we had mm. Morpeth have done the same today they've had seven shots on target five have gone in <laughs> Craig,
0: Craig just said that to me the, the, prob-
2: the problem is though is that it wasn't a, it wasn't like Workington where we'd, we'd had a goal disallowed a penalty shout in the first half we just weren't really testing the goalkeeper that I, much today No,
0: I, I think we, we, for me the, the icing on the cake was when Donoghue had a, a free shot of goal and he was just swinging a miss and he hit fresh air and it was just one of them games for me it was just we had lots of ball we had lots of chances we had lots of final third areas but we probably hit the first man or we didn't get it past the post where in the last you know 10 days everything we've hit at the back of the net uh, Pleasing for me, Luke Griffiths gets on the score sheet again. You know, it's, he our best,
2: it was our best player today. Again. I thought he was
0: excellent. I thought he was exceptional. You know, big man of the match for me. I don't know. We do, we just probably didn't hit the heights, and you know that's a that's a learning curve for us. I'm not making excuses. There's been a bug in the camp all week. I think a few of them are carrying it still today. Uh, you know, Keen Baru wasn't here because he he went down, but then. You know, there was five or six of them that, that would have been carrying this bug and, and probably could see it today, so, but that's not an excuse. You know, credit to, to Morpeth to get beat 4-1, to go 1-0 behind. That I bet he's thinking, oh, my word, yeah. here we go again. And, you know, you need a bit of luck in football. And he got a bit of luck with the back pass. And, you know, after that, it's, it's a game-changing moment. If that doesn't happen, who knows what the score would have been today.
2: Uh, I said to Paul, "Do you, do you think
0: we missed Peru today?
2: Yeah, we missed that bit of ingenuity, didn't we? Really,
0: what Keane did last week—he he dropped in pockets. He got on the half turn. He pulled the fullback inside and out. Um, he's a big miss. Eighteen-year-old. He's a big miss. But you know, we've got a good squad, and, and Elliot got a chance today. I don't know if he wasn't just at match fitness. You know, we Dante came off ill." Uh, on the back of Tuesday night, with, with the likes of look and so he wasn't 100%. Uh, even though I thought he did well when he came on, but yeah, you miss you miss Keane Baruch, and he's an exceptional player. But I don't think that that, that defeat's not not down to you know Keane not playing. I think it's just down to you know <laughs> mistakes and, yeah. and, and mistakes happen. You cross that white line, and like I can to the lads, I wish I had a magic wand, and I, could, I wish I could make you feel better, and I wish that you didn't make mistakes, but it happens, and that's just football. It happens, and I'm not going to look too deep into it. You know, if you were here today, you know the goals were, were avoidable. But unfortunately, when they're at the back of the net, it goes against you. So
2: Baysford next mm. away from home. Um, they got beat today by a Mask. It's a tricky game, though, isn't it? I yeah. mean, we've seen today records are there to be broken. Our home record, Morpus away record. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you're playing against, but, but we do have to respond.
0: This is the thing, you know. I say it all the time after a heavy defeat, we, we will respond, but we can't keep having these heavy defeats. Mm. We, we you know, of course, there's going to be times in, in football, in football matches, or in games, where people make mistakes and and goals at the back of the net. It's important we do respond, and I've no doubt we will do. Uh, but what the last thing I want is to to be losing our home form and, and building our away form. Cause we're three unbeaten away from home now, and, and now we haven't. You know, we haven't won at home in two. You know, if you think of the draw and, and, and this one. So it's important we get back to winning ways at Broadhurst Park. You know, we go to Batesford, then we've got Averton here, and then we've got the trophy game against Radcliffe. So there's a lot to look forward to. Of course, we're going to pick the bones out of this today and, you know, digest it. But, but we know, and if you were here today, you know, you know what's, on, and, and what's gone, gone on. And what's gone on has gone on. Then there's nothing, Ben, that I can do about it. So as manager now.
2: Let's move on. Let's move on. Neil, big thank you for joining us. Unlucky today. uh, Commiserations. and uh, All the best to training this week and we'll catch up in Nottinghamshire next week.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, Ben. Cheers.
1: FC United manager Neil Reynolds there speaking to Ben. Well, as discussed, next up for United will be an away trip to Basford United. Kick-off at Greenwich Avenue this Saturday will be at 3pm. But if you cannot make the game in person, then we'll, of course, have full live commentary from 2.30pm via the FC Radio website. While on Sunday, the women's team are back at Broadhurst Park as the Reds host Cheadle Town in the FA Cup. Kick-off in the main stadium will be at 2pm and we'll have full live commentary from that game as well. You can tune in from just before 2pm this Sunday. Well, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time.
3: This is FCUM Radio officially the most popular FC United radio
1: station in the world.